Yeah, which one were you? Was that from uh, the album three? Yeah. What? What's a yeah? Because uh, I I, rec- I I mean he does it at the beginning of isn't that coloring book? Yes, that is the uh, yeah. The, he starts all of his things with like horns and we back. Does he? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, like that. That's at the beginning of Acid Rap too. Oh, that's uh, probably I where I know th- it from. Though. I think is probably at the uh, at the beginning. <coughs> I heard that horn going though when you were trying to trying to play the track. I was like, oh, is that is that Nico? And I think it is. No, in in my head, who? Uh, Nico Segal. Oh, okay. In my head, I was like, uh, yeah, there's a song that I think of when say we're back, but. I don't think it'd be a chance to rapper song, but I also couldn't find it, and that was close enough to what okay. I had in my head. So, we'll, yeah. see, we'll we'll check after if we remember and see. It's been a while. It has. Did we ever publish our last episode? When did think, that drop? Uh, the last episode would have been before, like the beginning of July. Was it the Flash Elemental and the Blackening two forty three? I think that is correct. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. That released on June 23rd. Two months. Yeah. It's been two months. And the first month, month and a half of that was my fault. (laughs) I was busy. Uh, And then the last two or three weeks is the summer's fault. Because by the time I wasn't busy anymore, it's like, well, let's let's just do it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Rapid fire. Noah, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for asking. I uh, I got married in the interim to all of our oh. uh, all of our listeners. I mean, you know that, of course. Well, I but know, but when I said real fast, I thought it was going to be a bounce, bounce. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that was that's that's pretty much it. That's why I was busy. I didn't say what's new, did I? Uh, no, I think you said how are you doing? Yeah. And I said, I'm doing. No, talk well about and it. Why. Talk about it. That's fine. Catch people up. I. No, I mean I, that's that's really all uh, all I have specifically here. Uh, a few not of you married. may have been invited, uh, and if you were, congratulations. And if not, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say next time, but <laughs> it was really just the one. The uh, recommitment ceremony. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll renew our vows in ten years, and maybe invite some more listeners. <laughs> we'll hold a hold a contest. Ooh. I. Uh, but that's uh, that's pretty much defined my summer. How about you? How are you doing? Bad. Bad? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 244th episode of What's in the Box Office. I'm not even going to look. Your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I almost got through correctly. Uh, I'm your host Brian, and I'm your host Noah, and that was it that was quite been, good. I wouldn't have I would have needed a minute. Well, it's, I think <laughs> it's the review. longest break that we've had. Oh yeah, I think it must I, be right. I I can't imagine why we would have taken longer. Uh, and yeah, it feels weird. I'm I I have thought so many times about the <coughs> plug us up section because I have to say X instead of Twitter now. Oh yes 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 yes. 
And so I'm like, I think I'm ready. Yeah, but no one still calls it Twitter. No, Twitter, Twitter's gone. It's, it's X, out of the out of the vernacular, the vocabulary. People don't say Twitter anymore. Everyone is always calling it X. If you had said Twitter at the end of this podcast, we would have been like, like "Oh yeah, that that was um, with the bird." Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we're hosted on uh, GeoCities. Yes, I don't even know what that well, is. We have we have a MySpace well. page, a Zanga. Um, I guess the first joke I thought of when you said GeoCities was GeoDude uh, took control of several cities. Okay. That was, That's all. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense, just linguistically. Uh, GeoCities was, like, where, like, shitty websites would be hosted by people back at the beginning of the internet, where it's like, you want to we- make a website and they don't have Squarespace yet? Just, like, put in some HTML code. You're not, and- you can't drag and drop? Uh, no, I don't think they had drag and drop at the time. <laughs> it's just so simple. Uh, we've got a lot to do today. Oh, you want to get started? Uh, Is that enough preamble? So yeah, I'm gonna go uh, go right into my top right. five here, especially because it's a uh, it's I a guess big we're one. all caught up. I uh, well, I got married. You're doing bad. That's that's pretty much it. Man, that sums up a lot of the time <laughs> we spend together. <laughs> Um, I, in honor of the Equalizer 3, which did oh. come out this weekend. You're doing, uh, you're rating, um, Ed Sheeran in albums. Because he <laughs> did the math. He's, Plus, equal, oh. divide, minus. Oh, God, okay. Jesus. So equal. Yeah, uh, they all are unranked. Okay. I would rather listen to five instances of silence. <laughs> uh, no, I'm doing my, my top five. My favorite song. <laughs> Or Simon and Garfunkel knockoff, right? Uh, no, people like all those. Yeah, I think they do. I'm not, I'm not really familiar personally. Uh, top five Denzel. Wow. Yeah. I uh, felt felt right to do like a, a real sturdy one. Sure. Coming back, and this is the great debaters. Yeah, Denzel has a huge, expansive Vir- career. Virusosity. Uh, is that what the movie's called? Him and like Russell Crowe. I don't Viral, know that one. Vir- Virality. Virtuosity? No, I always think it's virtuosity, but it's not. I, there are a few heavy hitters on here that I either haven't seen or haven't seen in long enough to rank. Okay. Uh, like what? What's one example? So it's going to be, uh, you know, apologies to Malcolm X, of course. You haven't seen it? We, yeah, yeah, we got to do that. I have same. not seen Malcolm X. Uh, I have not seen The Hurricane? Virtuosity. It was virtuosity. Okay. The Hurricane, nominated yeah. for Best Actor. Um, it's been a very long time since I've seen Philadelphia. Mm. I, I don't know. Looking at my number five, Philly might've made the list. Uh, and then inside man is the other one that almost certainly would have made it for me. Had I maybe watched it on that airplane. Uh, but it didn't have captions and the plane was loud. And my headphones were bad. So it didn't. A lot of circumstances. <laughs> didn't went in that decision. It was a perfect storm. That was incredible. Everything lined up perfectly. Man. It's like watching a, a, the inside of a lock be turned with the right key. Just yeah, everything moved right into the, place. All the pins are there. Yeah. Uh, but still, I think that this is a list of five uh, really great movies uh, and would be could rival any we'll other to see. actor's top five I did here. Uh, my number five is Unstoppable. Okay. The so much fun. Tony Scott train movie uh, in which this train is unstoppable. Yeah, they can't uh, stop him. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Denzel's incredible, just sort of his his effortless movie stardom uh, on display here. 
uh, great Chris Pine performance, mm-hmm. great stuff from Tony Scott. Yeah. Just a really fun movie. Uh, on the other side of Denzel, who is just, he is both an incredible movie star and an incredible actor. Some can only do one or the other. Yeah. Uh, but Denzel is really like a 10 out of 10 at both. And we see that in Fences, okay. my number four pick. Sure. Uh, the August Wilson adaptation. Uh, you were pulling for Denzel for best actor for I this sure performance, was. as I recall. I should have won. Uh, and he's just just incredible. You know, I've, to- I've told the story several times about being very ready to fall asleep during our 1030 screening of Fences. Mm-hmm. Basically until Denzel started Going talking. Going into it. You were ready. You, yeah. know, you walked in going, I was oh, like, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, and... I'm really excited to see this movie, but I just got off work. Yeah. It's late. I'm tired. And like it's just... It's just talking, yep. but it's just Denzel and Viola Davis talking. Just Denzel, and so immediately I was like, "Oh, I'm awake. I'm I'm more awake than I've ever no, been." Yeah, the movie's good. Uh, number three, sort of the definitive Denzel performance in Training Day. Okay, the movie that I did rewatch on the plane. Subtitles. Uh, yes, it had subtitles. Uh, and so there's some. There's some controversy around this Oscar that he got because he did get the Oscar for this, and this was he got Best Actor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you feel about that as in terms of category fraud or not? Oh well, I've, I haven't seen the movie in a while. I will be okay. watching it soon, but I mean, I grew up just one was nominated for lead, one supporting. Sure. How do you feel having seen it? I haven't seen it. In I a mean, while. I think he's. He is supporting in the sense that the movie is not about Last King of him. Scotland syndrome. Yeah, I haven't seen Last King of Scotland. That's what uh, that's what happens there too. It's like that's about a, McAvoy uh, going yeah. into the man, you know okay. the Edie. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ethan Hawke like is the main character, and Denzel is the villain, <laughs> that and therefore movie. great movie. Uh, the main character. Remember that trailer. No. Ethan Hawke is the main <laughs> character. It's incredible. They used to be able to sell movies like that, you know? Just yeah, Ethan Hawke Ethan is. Hawk is something people yeah. would go. I uh, But, you know, the ultimately I think just the performance is so good and so fun and so like defining of a major career. Yeah. That like I don't really care. Sure. It doesn't it doesn't meet the rules, but I think it was the right call anyway probably. Okay. Uh number 2 a a personal pick maybe like bumped a bumped a few spots up the bone just, collector yeah just for fun we played lincoln rhyme he did in the bone lincoln rhyme <laughs> yeah. wow uh he just had that off the dome too that's very cool i did i uh, now number 2 for me is crimson tide another tony, tony scott. scott yeah i uh, the denzel tony scott thing we uh, should we should do we should do like a like a um, like a sleep, like a not a sleepover, but like an all nighter, and just watch the col- that collaboration. Sure. All did, night. He, did he do Deja Vu too? Hell yeah! All right, I haven't seen Deja Vu. I think since he also did Out of Time. Rent. No, Carl Franklin. Carl Franklin. Oh boy, that's crazy. Yeah, he did. So, uh, who did Taking a Pelham? Tony. Okay. All right. Bookie Eli. No, not Bookie. Sorry. No. The other one. I. <laughs> uh, the Pelican Brief? No, Unstoppable. Unstoppable oh, okay, right next yeah. to each other. Unstoppable, Taking Film 1, 2, 3, Deja Vu, Man on Fire. Oh, God, Man on Fire, yeah. And, yeah, yours. Crimson Tide. Yeah, I'm looking at the other ones, but I think that's five. I can think of few better ways to spend an evening watching movies than to line up the Denzel Tony Scott. Mm-hmm. I, 
yeah, Crimson Tide just fucking rips. It's incredible. Uh, Den- Denzel at his movie star finest. Gene Hackman just tearing it up. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Did you little... that one? I don't think so. You took that. I don't think you so. took that real confidently. <laughs> I don't. I Your don't favorite think, movie. I don't think there are women in Crimson Tide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's in Courage Under Fire with him. Okay. Uh, just, you know, which also is like, are they in the Navy in that too? Because that's crazy. Lieutenant Colonel, no army. Okay, they're in something. If they're in, they're in an outfit. Yeah, uh, and just like a little, little bit of Quentin Tarantino dialogue sprinkled in there. Sure, just for, just for some comics seasoning. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really, really great stuff. Could watch that anytime. Uh, which is also true of my number one movie and the the movie that I think of when I think Denzel Washington. All right, hold on. Roman J. Israel Esquire. Yeah. Um, that that movie was like pretty decent. Roman J. Israel. Did you really think yeah, that? Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought I you a, really hated it. No, I had a, I had a good time. <laughs> I thought it was That's not at all what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> all right, so man on, it's not Man on Fire. No. Is it Devil in a Blue Dress? No. That probably would have come in at number six. All right, what is it? Remember the type. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. I, which is We got to pro- watch Mississippi Masala. You've seen Devil in a Blue Dress, right? Yeah. Have you seen, seen Glory? Uh, no, I haven't he seen Glory. He won his Glory. first Oscar for that yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. That's much Ado About Nothing. Ooh, he's in a Much Ado Brand- About Nothing. Oh, baby. Do you not know about this? I the don't. The sexiest men alive. Look, this is Branna. Look look at this cast. Hold on. Let me read yeah. it to you. Branna, uh, Emma Thompson, Kate Beckinsale, Denzel Washington, Keanu Reeves, Michael Keaton, Amelda Staunton. Um, much. I'm going to look up how hot they are. Do about nothing. And was this Branagh directed or is he yeah just yeah? Okay. It's one to in that time where he was doing all this Shakespeare dig. Because uh, there's like a famous picture of like all three of these dudes, just like walking with each other. Hey, look at this! Look at this! This can't be denied, Noah. I'm trying to get it bigger. You gotta come. Yeah. Okay. Here I come. Denzel and uh, Keanu and Shakespeare garb with like full beard goatees. Yeah, they're looking pretty great. Come on now. I'm ready to watch that movie. Yeah, 1995, that one. Um, and then obviously Malcolm X, which you already yeah. talked about. Let me, let me, how long has it been since you've seen Malcolm X? I know it's generally like <clears throat> a favorite of yours. Is, is it fresh it's only, in the mind? No, it's a recent favorite. Okay. All right. So you. But last time I watched it was quarantine. Okay. I. Why? He is lead in that, if that's yes. what you're asking. No, I just I'm wondering how much like. <laughs> that was a joke. He's obviously the lead. In it. <laughs> no, he plays a uh, he plays Malcolm X's mentor. Yes, uh, Elijah Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> how much does Denzel get to like show his Denzelness in, in for, as opposed to uh, as as opposed to maybe a more. A like quieter, more like he disappears into the role. Talk about the speech. Oh, I see. No, the speeches from Malcolm X were fiery as hell. So Denzel gets to just yell like Denzel does. Okay, in the speeches and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because like maybe he's like putting on some some more like heavier affectations or trying to. You've 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 seen the gif of him taking his glasses off and hitting his hand on the table, right? I'm sure people I have. People use it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. Remember the Titans, though. Uh, yeah, sure. A, a product Herman probably Boone. of of when I when I saw it, but I I must, don't think so. People still uh, got good reviews when it came out. Yeah. I more mean that it's number one status. Oh, like it's I see. Definitional Denzelness yeah, sure. to me. I haven't me. seen that in years. But I I must have watched this movie on 
Disney Channel, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, I had it on VHS, I think. I don't know, 15 times oh, yeah. oh, as, yeah. as a child. All it was always on. And it was always incredible. I uh, really love it. Our actual top five yeah. this weekend, though, uh, featured the Equalizer 3 at number one and was followed by Barbie, Blue Beetle, Gran Turismo, and Oppenheimer, which has been a lot of the top five for a long time now. Yes, we will talk about that. Let's uh, Let's quickly lead with the Equalizer 3, though, as it is... In the moment, it made $34.6 yes. million. Dollars. And of course, and let me... over the long weekend, 42. Is that right. what you were looking yeah, at? Yeah, I was, I was just going to, I just realized that I was on the, the three-day page. And yeah, yeah. 42. Uh, 68 worldwide so far, which is decent because the other two movies made, rem- <laughs> this franchise is weird. Uh, first one opened to 34, second one 36, this uh-huh. one 34. First one made 101, second one made 102. <laughs> First one made 192. Second one made 190. <laughs> I mean, what if we said about Denzel? If you in put him past, in a, I'm going to get my revenge on you role, he sells tickets. Yeah. Den- Denzel is just like, he's good for $20. Righteous million. violence for Denzel Washington. Yeah. Boom. And it's different than, you know, the taken shit. This has been, you know, come on. This is going back to every man on fire. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just crazy. I would, I would not have guessed. I thought this was eighteen. I, too would I truly thought low twenties. I was like, I haven't heard it. I've tra- I haven't been to a movie in a while, which really Jones in for that. But you know, I haven't like seen much promo for it except for like the TV spots that I would expect to usually see. And there's no chatter online about it, and yeah. we're my circles. And so I was like, I don't think it's gonna do well. They come out. Let's listen. People love Denzel as they should. Uh, the movie had the highest, I believe, um, uh, audience score of the trilogy, and uh, the sixty-eight buds well f- to maybe cross two hundred. We'll see how it holds. But huge, huge opening, getting to a hundred uh, is going to be tough. We're going to have a, a fun September. We got uh, the Nun coming out and stuff, and uh, Saw's right behind it, and then you know, so it just it, I don't know. It's not going to have the month to itself. Is my point? Sure. But great opening. Yeah. Any good? I think it's supposed to be okay. I've, uh, I've heard some people say they think it's the best one. I'll take okay. I mean, the first one was okay. And I don't, know, I don't the, know if I saw the second I one. I didn't see the second one. We'd have to watch them. I, I, I'm not, I would. Not disinterested. I, I don't like the director, but it's okay. Who uh, who makes these? Uh, Training Day. It's oh, this is, this is still Fuqua? It's Fuqua. All right. He's more missed than hit for me. Sure. That's uh, yeah. We did like I Magnificent think, Seven for I a while. Fair. Yeah, yeah. That also, like ninety-five percent of that movie. Seventy-five. There you go. Say ninety-five percent of the Magnificent Seven remake was really it's good. Just the ending, yeah. Yeah, it was bad, but like that happens. We That's really fine. didn't like the ending, you guys. What are you gonna do? And it's like literally the the last two minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's not like the the third act is bad. It's just the the final couple of shots. Right. Not good. I. In second place this weekend uh, was Barbie with 10.2 and a, oh, I went the wrong way, uh, 13.1. I uh, say 32.5% drop is up to $609 million. Let's we'll just say about, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Blue Beetle made $7.1 million over the three-day and 9.2 over the four. A forty-one and a half percent drop. That's up to fifty-six point four. I'll just talk about this now. Sure. Um, 
movie's supposed to be decent, like very like clean, kind of family fun. Yeah, you know, like yeah, hey, that was good, right? Um, you know, it's possible that the strikes, which we'll also talk about, might have hurt it. Just no press being done with the actual actors, but the actors aren't stars. Sure. Um, the movie is a hundred million worldwide. It didn't cost a whole lot, I know, but fifty-eight right now. It's not holding at all, and it's you know gonna make around. 70, 75, and it's just, it's disappointing because this was like acting as the start of the Peter, Peter Quill, James Gunn, <laughs> uh, Peter Saffron's his partner, uh, James yeah. Gunn, um, iteration of, the, of DC, even though he did had nothing to do with this. So yep. it's nice that the movie's good, but no one's seen it, which is unfortunate. What do you, what do you make of the choice to have this be like, the official start no, of the Gunniverse. Just, I think the reason he said that was because it's like the first one that like won't have any of the older actors. Yeah. He's like, is Gal in that one? Is well, we'll do the Flash, right? Nobody's in that. Oh well, Ben Affleck is, and Gal Gadot is, and also Momoa is at the end. Okay, yeah. does Blue Beetle have anybody in it? No, goodness, no. Yeah, Great. We, we didn't one. book Christian Bale for this fucking yeah. movie. I think or something. that's that's probably why they picked yeah. it. But I think I think it's probably that. I think it's probably that like. He got in and sat down and watched it and was like, oh, this is good. Well, he said The Flash is the greatest movie of all time. Well, sure. That's. I think he was lying. I think everyone that said that was lying about that I as also, a joke. But, you know, with Aquaman, I guess that means he wants to keep the Mo Aquaman is supposed to come out in three months. Good luck to them. I. It really just it it feels weird to me for this movie which has like nothing to do with the broader DC universe to be like this is it we're starting fresh yeah, it should have been the first movie that he it should have been just Superman Legacy like let's just do it it's the first one you're doing yeah under your you know command so just let's just I don't know anyway, they probably just in two years go and this is the start of the DC you know you so. <laughs> yeah just because truthfully like no one's gonna know and yeah. the people that know like it doesn't matter yeah who cares what they think uh, in fourth place this weekend was Gran Turismo, which made six and a half over the three-day weekend and eight and a half over the four. Yeah, it's 62.3% drop and is it, up to 28. It, it, I really thought this could be like a 25 mil opener. And yeah. then as it was coming out, there was like tracking shows that at 10 to 12, studio estimates hope it's like, you know, 13 to 15. It opened to 18. It did, so they got yeah. like they got to put the articles like open better than expectations. But there's no hold here and also last weekend was national theater day national cinema day yeah so tickets were lower more people went so that kind of also explains why this dropped so hard was because the people that would have seen this otherwise uh that difference is probably like the four million difference so this would probably be more people went than would have normally gone last weekend and now this weekend, without that deal, the same amount of people that normally would have came on a, on, a, on the second weekend went. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very weird movie. Also supposed to be good. Yeah, I think I, I have I have heard that. Yep. Uh, just like it's a, it's such a strange adaptation, and that like it's not. There's really nothing to adapt out of Gran right. Turismo. So this is like a movie about Gran Turismo. Uh, based on a true story. I don't know if you heard. Well, Need for uh, Speed didn't do well, so they were like, we want to do the racing game, but I guess we can't just make a narrative. Yeah. Need for Speed actually did incredibly in China, and I think they actually made a sequel at some point. 
I uh, I wonder how much like brand recognition the Gran Turismo franchise has. Thing. I bet a lot of people thought that was like a NASCAR ish race. Like, oh, that's just the European right a race they do in Europe. I weird thing, and like it's tough because it's it is a true story. Is it's I mean, as far as movie true stories go, and like, like seems pretty interesting on here. Hmm? It seems like Gran Torino on here. And no, yeah, I don't like looking at it. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> They did. Clint really did beat him to the punch. I uh, so yeah, tough, uh, tough stuff yeah. for Gran Turismo. And then in fifth place, Oppenheimer, which made five point six million over the three to A and seven and a half over the four. It's a thirty-one percent drop, and that's up to three hundred and eight million dollars. Okay. Let's talk about the summer as a whole now, Noah. Yeah. Uh, go to uh, domestic all the way on the left. Yeah. And then Seasons, which is going to be on the line right below Domestic. Got it. Then Summer. Yeah. And then 2023. So you can see a list, too. Love it. This was a very interesting year. Uh, It was a very interesting atmosphere. You know, you had um, the strike right in the middle of it and... uh, the phenomenon that is Barbenheimer, which I guess we can talk about first, but I did just want to mention that it's been a very, very good summer as far as movie quality wise. Yeah. Like, you know, you got, uh, uh, looking at the bottom, um, past lives, Joyride, uh, the blackening's a ton of fun. You like asteroid city's good. Uh, you got Gran Torino supposed to be good. Um, you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Elemental, Mission Impossible, the Oppenheimer, Guardian, Spider-Man, Barbie. There was a lot of things for a lot of people, um, this summer. And, uh, I think that that's really, really cool. And I wanted to mention that at the start was that it was just a very good summer. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's I mean, it's a good it's a good lead in to the Barbenheimer thing, because that's sort of a a little capsule of what you're talking about as a whole. But there's just there are there are big, good, exciting movies for pretty much everyone to see. You know, both Barbie and Oppenheimer had buzz leading into it. Barbie just as a it's a weird thing. Film Twitter latched onto it immediately with Ryan and Greta and Margot. Sure. And then there were the photos a year ago of them on the beach in the rollerblades that everyone freaked out about and, and the guy slapping her and him and her slapping him. And um, it was like, oh, this is going to be like, this is a film Twitter thing. And then it just snowballed. The trailer came out, and it really just took off and became this weird, weird thing. And then meanwhile, Oppenheimer was, of course, from Christopher Nolan. Any movie he does is going to be talked about and anticipated. But it's the first movie he's done without Warner Brothers since becoming incredibly famous. He left them um, because he didn't like how they handled the Tenet release and also the HBO Max uh, issue right. 2021 where they released them simultaneously on the platforms. Um, he left for Universal, who bought a action-free three-hour drama that was being budgeted at uh, like 120, 130 million dollars, and they 
headlined by Killian Murphy. <laughs> right. Yeah. A big cast, but like no names, you know, and sorry to Robert Downey Jr., but Doolittle didn't do well. So like no names. Sure. Uh, maybe, uh, I would say Matt Damon's still a thing, but yeah. you know, I just, and I would, I would put Robert Downey Jr. in the category of like, maybe added like value element. Like, yeah. He's like added yeah. value and like might, might be a thing where people look at it and go, Oh, Robert, like Iron Man's in a serious dramatic role, but sure. is by, as you saw by Doolittle, like definitely not guaranteed value. Yeah. Um, and then the audacity to, for Barbie to announce the release on the same day as Oppenheimer, which is Christopher Nolan, was always Christopher Nolan's release date. Uh-huh. Third week of July. Uh, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Dunkirk, uh, Inception, all that weekend. And so Universal slotted their shit for that weekend. I don't know who did it first. I feel like it was probably Universal. And then, or maybe it was Barbie... I don't know, but anyway, just the gall to have them both release at the same time. People are like, who's going to do this? People were joking about all this kind of stuff. And then it just became a huge thing. People truly wanted to see them both in the same day. They wanted to dress up to go to bar. Like, let's, let's, I have, let's talk about some stats. Okay. Barbie score, Barbie had the third biggest preview number, which is Thursdays. For a non-sequel or a prequel. Only behind Black Panther and The Lion King. $22 million. And only $700,000 away from The Lion King. Yeah. Okay? And I'll also just point out the non-sequel or prequel thing. Like, both of those movies are not sequels or prequels. Sure. That's true. But yeah, no, they're, yeah, not, not, <laughs> they're not, not franchise movies. So, uh, extra points Oppenheimer opened to 10.5 on Thursday. Bigger than the latest John Wick, Mission Impossible, Transformers, Indie, and Fast and Furious franchise as well. Um, $33 million on Friday for Oppenheimer. Uh, the biggest R-rated opening post-COVID beating John Wick 4's opening day by $4 million. And the biggest opening day for a Christopher Nolan film uh, that was outside of the Dark Knight trilogy beating Inception's Friday number. Uh, go ahead. Oh no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, okay. I wasn't gonna. wasn't gonna jump in there. Though those are, those are, those are very. It's, it's just a very cool thing. What what can one say about a specific like? Oh damn! But like, oh damn! Both yep. of those. I do have. I do have a a Barbenheimer question for you. Once sure. we, once we get through the uh, the end of the stats. Uh, Oppenheimer was the first film, already film in history, to have seven consecutive days above a hundred million dollars. Uh. Barbie will sell the biggest week in history for a Warner Brothers movie. Biggest first week in history. Um, one, two. It is the one, two, three, four, five, sixth biggest second weekend in history. Barbie it made ninety wow. ninety three billion dollars. That is below Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Avengers 4, Avengers 3, Black Panther, Jurassic World, and Avengers 1. That's Barbie for second weekends. Uh, Barbie becomes the first non-December release to have 12 consecutive days above $15 million. The only film in history to make $15 million 12 days in a row that was not 
in December. Only three other movies have ever achieved that. Force Awakens, Last Jedi, No Way Home. Oh, well. Barbie's the fourth. I would have guessed there was an Avatar in there somewhere. No. Because as you were saying that, I'm like, wow, that's that's some real James Cameron shit. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not in there. Um, this is Friday. Best third Friday of all time. It is one, two, three, four, five, sixth all time. Uh, it is the, oh, sorry, the seventh highest grossing third Friday ever. Uh... The third biggest outside of Christmas, we got, uh, I had one more, hold on. Oh yeah, this was weird. Uh, Gran Turismo is the first movie in history to be not the top grossing movie on its, on the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday of its opening weekend, but gross, but rank number one. That's very weird. <laughs> At the end. I had actually heard that one and is, uh, yeah. Strange. How do you do that? Uh, Barbie is the four, uh, 14th movie to cross 600 million, right? As it is now. Yeah. Uh, it's the ninth fastest to hit that mark. Took 43 days. Um, and let's get into it. Uh, let's talk about Oppenheimer first. Right? Okay. Opening... Uh, behind a cultural juggernaut is seemingly impossible to do. Um, which is what Barbie was. You know, there have been some cases where, like, The Day After Tomorrow makes a huge amount on Shrek 2's second weekend. Sure. But opening to $82 million, when, again, you are a three-hour, three-plus-hour, slow... The amount of bros I saw in our theater when we went in IMAX... Yeah. With short cargo pants, backwards hats, wild to me. Yeah, I crazy to me. I think, and here, here's here's the question that I uh, that I had for you, and this will get us uh, get us more into the Oppenheimer stuff. It'll get us there. I've, obviously, Barbie is the bigger hit. It's made twice as much money. And yeah. So that's, but if you take away the degree to which they're a big hit, if I had told you the week before these came out, one of these movies is going to be a big hit. Yeah. Which, like, no, which, one, which one would you put your money on? Barbie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think like, that I... they're both it, um, the same level looking at the numbers as like surprisingly successful. Because like, Barbie making what it did is just also shocking. Like If Barbie made the amount of money Oppenheimer has made we would also be having the holy fucking shit conversation, but it would be like a, wow, that was an incredible hit. People really responded to that. And then if Oppenheimer made what Barbie made in its opening weekend, yeah. of 162, we'd be like, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Like it's been, it's been so long. It feels like since there was a big Christopher Nolan hit, like he's obviously just like a big household name. Well, what was right before Tenant? I. Uh, What's the order here? Interstellar. Interstellar Dunkirk. Oh, Dunkirk. That's right. Yeah, yeah Dunkirk. So Dunkirk in twenty seventeen. That was the biggest. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. A while I mean, ago. Dunkirk did well, but it's, it's been, a while ago. It's been many years. Tenant came out in between, which, like, not really Christopher Nolan's fault, but nobody yeah. saw it. Sure. And 
this is Christopher Nolan's fault that most of the people that saw it did not like it very sure. much. Uh, present sure. company excluded, yeah, but no, I like get it. it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the, the thing I feel like we've been talking about most since COVID uh, tapered off is that just movies for adults are the hardest thing to make money. Yes. And this did have a big bomb, a big explosion that people were talking okay, about. Yeah. That's exciting. That's action. Well, that's, but that's what I find the most impressive is that they have all these formats, right? Yeah. 70 millimeter, IMAX, 35 millimeter. And the amount of record breaking 70 millimeter IMAXs this thing had and people like specifically, you know, like the Lincoln Square, whatever it is in New York, which has like the nicest IMAX, yeah, is sold sold out for like nine weeks, and I just like watch the movie and like it does look great, but like, what the fuck? Like this is the movie that everyone suddenly like, I need the biggest thing possible. Yeah, and I would I would have thought that like this is a movie that you have to see in IMAX seventy millimeter would yeah. be among the least likely selling points to stick yeah. with the general populace. But it really was. It, just, it worked. It really was. And there was talk, you know, Tom Cruise, which we'll talk about, we'll talk about when we get to Mission Impossible, but um, the Oppenheimer thing, it, it transcended beyond, you know, who would normally go to an R-rated three-and-a-half-hour biopic like older adults. Yeah. It then, I think, you know, it's like it's the people like the general audiences, there's a section of those who will see it, a bigger section, which includes like the older adults and then the like youth is like this much, but that was a big in crossover to all of these demographics. Um, and I do think that it does have Barbie to think. I think that every time Barbie, which was bigger in the press was mentioned. Yeah. Guess what was also mentioned? Yeah. Um, and I think that it has a lot to thank for Barbie. I think Christopher Nolan is a fucking force to be reckoned with at this point. If this is, if this is, this is, by the way, it has like 300 million, right? Yes. It is his highest grossing movie. That is not a Batman movie. It beat inception, which had like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Correct. Was his name. The biggest movie <laughs> star on the planet. Um, and, and Killian Murphy, Killian Murphy and bullets <laughs> and explosions. <laughs> And, you know, gunfights and fights and hallway scene. And, you know, and Joseph just, Gordon-Levitt and it when was, he was yeah. uh, seemingly a thing. Uh, and it was a mockle kind. And it was a uh, it was a just an action. It was like it's it just a mass appeal. And yeah. then this is just the opposite. I think that it, it just this was a perfect storm. And I don't think it'll ever be replicated in, in cinema. There's just no way people are already doing the Saw Patrol, which is, by the way, great name. Good for you. Sure. But, like, come on, let's get real. You know, I bet the fucking Lionsgate is like, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> please talk about it. <laughs> um, tell, tell your kids. Yeah. Uh, but I just. Um, yeah, this is this is definitely going to be wild. one of those things that kind of happened by accident. Yeah. And now for the next five years or so, movie studios are going to be like, how can we replicate this? And it's just like, you can't because you're going to look like a dumbass. Yeah. I mean, they, there was a time when big movies just released on the same day. Sure. That were targeting different audiences, and they were big. Like I, th this isn't, you know, fucking James Bond, open the same uh, tomorrow never dies, open the same weekend as Titanic. Like it's not uncommon for this to have happened in the past because 
You didn't make make everything an opening weekend. Um, so it, I would like it if people still did this, but it's it's yeah. impossible to replicate. And if the, they're going to try a couple times, it's not going to do well. Yeah. the The problem that's going to happen is that the lesson to be learned from this is you can release two big deal movies at once. Right. Like that can work. The lesson they're going to learn is these movies need to have. They need to be like a self-perpetual yeah. engine for each other. Yeah. It needs to be an event that these two movies are happening, and it has to have a catchy name. Well, they're also and we're, and we're going to just force it to happen with things that are neither Oppenheimer nor Barbie level. They're events. also going to secretly say like, yeah, and like let's pick a movie that like we're definitely going to do better than, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And by that virtue, they're just going to pick lower profile movies. Yeah, no no one is going to go into this thinking we'll be the Oppenheimer yeah, exactly, to that other exactly, movie's Barbie. Exactly. Uh, which but is stupid because Oppenheimer made $300 million. Oppenheimer cleared, uh, did it clear nine yet? No, it's going to clear 900 worldwide for sure. It's just, it's absolutely mind, it's like twist my brain. Something that else twists my brain. This The first half of the of the big event. The biggest grossing movie of the year. Yeah. Barbie. Um, you know, I always knew Barbie would hit. I didn't. Th- I don't think either of us really knew that it would be the phenomenon that it was. No, no, no one on earth knew this movie was going to make over six hundred million. But it does make sense that Barbie is a big hit because, like, it's just instantly brand recognizable, right? Yeah, it's not like a making of Barbie, you know? Right. Um. It is just the idea of Barbie played out. And I remember like sitting in that first theater when we were watching it and just going like, like, oh, like all of these like sets look like the play toys that like I never had, but I can like remember exactly sure. how they smell and feel. And like, that's why this movie did so well <laughs> was because you just had that feeling and you have like, oh, yeah, I I played with this stuff and I know what's happening. And I just. Yeah, the. The thing that the thing that I saw said about Barbie, which I think is true, is that the lesson that no one's going to take from this weekend, but everyone should, yeah. is that a big part of the novelty of Barbie is that everyone said, like, what if we built a set and had people wear yeah. costumes that weren't what if like, your dolls came to applied life? in CGI? Yeah. And just so you, you go to Barbie and you look at it like, wow, this it's tangible. This movie, this movie looks, yeah, it looks tangible and unique and People incredible. say that about Star Wars all the time when they film in Morocco and... All this shit and yeah. like those desert planets feel very, you know, habitable and just natural and Pandora, even though that was CGI, like the idea of like, yeah, it, it really does feel like you're just you playing with your Barbies came to life. At least that's how the trailers try to put it. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a great it's a great concept. It was just perfectly cast with Margot Robbie and Ryan. Yeah, Gosling especially because as... they're not stars, but they are like they're just not uh, Margot Robbie is hit or miss. Gosling really isn't, but they fit perfectly under the star is Barbie, and they fit perfectly in those slots. Right, because they they she still the are able to contribute. Yeah, uh, that thing that is important, which Greta is Gerwig's just being incredible. Yeah, like Mar- Margot Robbie is not going to draw the the money on her own. Right, Birds but she gets to play the perfect Barbie. Suicide Squad. Uh. Yeah, I just the, did you two examples. Yes. <laughs> the suicide. Did you hear both of my things? Uh, was the first one Birds of Prey? Yeah. So say your sentence again. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Margot Robbie is not going to draw the money on her own. Birds of Prey. Uh, but she can be the perfect Barbie. Suicide Squad. 
Okay. I, yeah. Okay. She's I get, the perfect I get Harley Quinn, but it's not going to happen. I thought, on her own. Yeah, I thought you were still just shit talking her, but no, that no that makes sense. No. Yeah. I, and yeah, and it's it's the same thing with uh, with Ryan Gosling as mm-hmm. Ken, where he's not going to make the money. Ryan Gosling gonna... is our Lance Arm Neil Armstrong doesn't do anything. Right. But he's so good at being Ken in this movie that yeah. that just kind of that adds juice to the engine. Yeah. I uh, and yeah, as you as you were saying, like Greta Gerwig she, is just Lady like Bird was it was a decent hit, but like Little Women made over. Yeah. 100 I mean, wasn't Lady Bird A24's highest grossing? Yeah, movie? but I think it, that means it made like forty or fifty. Sure. Million. Yeah. It's it's all. But yes, it's all in relative terms. But yes. like Lady Bird is a movie that could have made eight million dollars sure, and yeah. made forty. And, and Little Women is in a movie 2017, that, which is like, yeah, think about yeah. that. And Little Women, you know, really legged it out in the winter of uh, yeah, a, a movie that could have made 20 to 40 and made over yeah. 100. So Barbie like became Wings undefeated instantly memeable. They did the soundtrack thing correctly, even though I don't think any of those songs uh, really like topped to the quote unquote charts, whatever that means. Sure. I knew Billie Eilish's song became a big like cover thing on like TikTok. And stuff. OK, Um but you get a soundtrack, a hot soundtrack. It, it's got a hook. The movie's funny and really fucking good and delivers on its promise of what it's doing. And while also giving us, I think I've said this every time, I've, I've seen it a lot. I think I've said this to everybody. It's like, it, do, it, it does all these things. It's very layered. It has great messaging in it. Even like, you know, ones that aren't super apparent. Um, Greta's just a genius, but it also just gives you a Barbie movie. Yeah. At least the first half. It just gives you a, they're in this world, isn't it silly? Everything's plastic. You know, she's drinking fake juice. You know, it It gives you the Barbie movie as well. And I think it's just the perfect decision for her to do that that way. Yeah, it's 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 really great. There are so, there are so many things about the movie that are just, like, really good. Yeah. And... You know, in addition to the cast being perfect for it, it's very well written and just well executed and well designed. And that's all of those things just keep uh, keep making the the Oppenheimer chain reaction and ignited the atmosphere. And it's just like, wow, it's it's a it's a great movie and it's a funny movie. and It's a well acted movie. It's a well directed movie. And it's an interesting movie and it's unique. And it's like, wow, it felt like you look, look what happens. It felt like you couldn't see one without the other. And they helped each other in that way. Barbie, by the way, in its seventh weekend has never dropped more than 43%. And it did that in its third weekend. First weekend after $162 million, you were in France for all this. Yeah. $162 million opening weekend. It dropped forty two percent. It made ninety three. Next weekend it drops forty three, then thirty six, then thirty seven, then twenty eight, and now thirty two. Um, its daily numbers. This is just let's do its first seventeen days. It made over ten million dollars seventeen days in a row. Okay, seventy, forty seven, forty three, twenty six, twenty six. That was Monday and Tuesday, by the yeah. way. Twenty six <clears throat> on Monday. Twenty six on Tuesday. Was that was that like Christmas Day? No. No, it's just Monday. That was July twenty fourth. <laughs> I see. Uh Wednesday, twenty three, Thursday, twenty one, second weekend, Friday, twenty nine, thirty four, twenty nine. Second Monday, eleventh day it's released, fifteen million dollars on Monday. That's what Grand Torino was gonna open to. That was its eleventh day in theaters. Just a regular Monday, July thirty first. Yeah. 
Tuesday, $15 million. 12, 11, we're back to weekend. 16, 19, 16. Like, the movie is a complete juggernaut. Do you know what it has worldwide? $1.38 billion worldwide right now. It's one of the most successful movies of all time. It's going to go down as one of the, like, just craziest grosses of all time. Yeah. It has to. It's, I... it's based on a doll. It's not even based on, like, a book about the doll or a show about the doll or a right. remake of a movie about the it is just about a doll. It has no movie stars, <laughs> no real like bankable ones. Yeah, and it's just it's crazy. It's Quick crazy. gut reaction: uh, Is it crazier than Jurassic World? Yes, I think I think I agree as well because the Jurassic Park IP is stronger than Barbie. Uh, it's, it might pass Jurassic is it, World. <laughs> is it crazier than Top Gun Maverick? Yes, because it's going to end like less than a hundred million away from Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, and it's a comedy. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick's an action movie with Tom Cruise. That's true. That's a good point. I think that I think that that extra hundred million going going from the sixes to the sevens is like it's hard. Maybe an extra tier jump. I don't know. But so right now it's thirteenth place. It's going to pass the Last Jedi probably this week or after next weekend then Avengers, and then it needs 40 more million right now to get to Jurassic World. And Titanic's at 674, and I think that's where we're stopping around there. But, like, that's just domestic. Worldwide, I said 1.38. Yeah. 15th, beat Super Mario, beat Black Panther, last Harry Potter movie. It is... Like twenty million away from catching Avengers: Age of Ultron worldwide, and I don't know about Frozen two, but then it'll be right behind Top Gun on the all-time chart for worldwide. It's bananas. All right, let's move on. Yeah, crazy stuff. Congratulations. Uh, number two rank of the summer: Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Let's talk about this. This was obviously quote unquote. This is a classic breakout sequel. Right. And we talked about this a little bit because we had podcasts around then. But sure. A classic breakout sequel. It's like funny. Looking at 381 now, I'm like, huh. I thought it was more, you know. <laughs> but I really, the first one made uh, one. This is about what the first one made worldwide. This has domestically. Okay. And worldwide, we're at 689. So, again, it's nothing. It's not, you know, closing out a bill or three quarters of a bill. But... It's hugely uh, improving upon what the first one did and was just as acclaimed and um, just a wonderful success story. We've talked about Guardians 3. We'll skip that. We talked about Oppenheimer. Uh, Little Mermaid ends with just under 300. They really tried to push that. They they bumped it up into a couple more theaters this weekend to do that. Okay. Um, I say just keep in theaters, hang in there until it happens. Sure. Just keep buying tickets as a, a shadow performance. Uh, worldwide, it's at five sixty nine, so very solid. I would say double, almost a triple. Yeah. For for the Disney reimagining machine, uh, Sound of Freedom. We won't talk about that. Do you what want a, to? Uh, it's just just such, just such a weird thing. I I've heard it said that the movie is not as like weird and QAnon-y as I'm you might sure, expect. I'm, pro- I'm sure that's probably a little true. I. It's just, 
just super weird what yeah. happened with Sound of Freedom. Made a lot of money. Who knows if all of it is uh, legit. Yeah. And yeah. like they're they're putting those like pay it forward, buy a ticket. Which for is just, else just buying a ticket. End. It doesn't mean that people actually use that ticket. Right. So just they're just buying tickets. But still might be like pretty smart. More of a like a crowdfunded thing sure. as opposed to uh, the weird like super pack cabals just buying tickets on their own. I I bet I bet a lot of fucking movies are going to try doing that now too. Oh my god, I hope not. Uh let's move on. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh what did that make now? Uh it is at 174 million dollars okay. altogether. Okay. And what is your Don't click on the other one yet. On the on the, to see the worldwide unless you already have. I have not. What is your opinion on that? Um my opinion on that and like I know that it had a very high budget for a movie. It did. Uh, but I look at that, yeah. and I think that that just seems good. What do you think the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull made in 08? Uh, the same, maybe $200 million, okay. but like around there okay. it would be my guess. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull opened, this is the long, they opened on Memorial Day. Uh-huh. So long Memorial Day, Friday to Monday. A uh, one fifty two. Oh, <laughs> all right. Never it made mind. F- <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull made three seventeen. Uh huh. Three ninety worldwide. Now click into it. What did this make worldwide? Okay, three ninety. That means four seventy three foreign for Crystal Skull. Yeah. Uh, this has three eighty one worldwide, so two hundred internationally. <laughs> so not quite almost eight hundred, and three seventeen is what the other one made domestically. Yeah. So this didn't work, um, and I really don't think there was anything they could have done. I think people, you know, had the prime release date. I mean, it was right before the 4th of July. Or it, was, it was the 4th of July weekend. Um, Harrison was back. They weren't, like, throwing, like, you know, Chris Pratt into it or something. Yeah. And, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge always seems like a nice little bonus for people. Um, I, I, I think this is a classic case of... Like they just they just misunderstood what Indiana Jones is mm-hmm. these days, like that that should be a lot of money. Sure, you you make you make a movie that isn't like about the Avengers and isn't about going to space. Uh, I like, think the worldwide number is pretty abysmal, regardless. Okay, like making two oh six for like a big action adventure traveling the world movie. Okay, is not good. Um. But I agree with that set, 174, yeah. Yeah, and just like, you could have you could have made Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny for $80 million. Yeah. And like, I, I know they had like you co- COVID reshoots and shit. Of course they could. <laughs> of course they could. You could do it on location. So so do it on location. That's what fine. What are you t- Oh my God, you're out of your mind. <sighs> you think everything's so cheap in the movie business. I think Travel, booking, con deals with countries, renting locations, building sets, bringing labor over, props, costumes. I think $80 million is a lot of money. I think there are, uh, you know, I don't know movie budgets off the top of my head in the same way that... It's like probably like a good number for Blue Beetle based on how that movie looks and stuff. Yeah. But, I don't know. Indy, you know, that's in L.A. Indy, you want to go for it. But, okay. So, I just, 
If it had a lower budget, yeah. If it, if it was around even like 150, we'd be like going like, well, didn't work. Sure. But it's one of the all-time disasters in uh, film history because they spent 300 million plus on it. Yeah, and that's that. That's the thing is that like what, however much of that was due to reshoots and yeah. due to COVID and due to whatever. Like you just can't you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> can't spend that much money on like anything. You shouldn't spend that much money on the next Avengers movie. They probably will, but they shouldn't. Just because there's, it's like a new thing and Marvel's on the downswing. Yeah, I mean, even even without that, like, it just, you, you that's too, it's too much, and yeah, it's, it's, it's mostly because Marvel's been on the downswing for yeah. a while, but um, it's crazy. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Currently just crossed 170, and it's at 560 worldwide. Now, Noah, yep. what do we think there? I I feel basically the same. I, I feel like Mission Impossible should be a bigger property these days than Indiana Jones is. I, but, like, I don't, it's just, it's hard for me to look at a movie making 170 million dollars that's not like that's not a superhero movie these days and just in my gut feel like oh that's really bad it's the lowest grossing entry uh second lowest to mi3 like the first one 180 in 96 215 in 2000 133 in 06 that was the year after um couchgate yeah Tom Cruise is at his weirdest. Uh, Ghost Protocol, 209. Rogue Nation, 195. Fallout, 220. This 170. So we are in a similar tier. It's disappointing considering that we were at, you know, 209, 195, 220. Right. But we're in a decent tier. Worldwide is where we kind of get a little hurt here. Because 694 for the four. 688 for five. And then 786, we're like, okay, we're at the thing. Everyone loves Mission Impossible. We're doing it. Yeah. 560 for this. And there's a couple reasons. Um, you know, a franchise fatigue is probably a thing. Uh, the franchise is so old. There's no immediate hook to this one. Not that there really was for Fallout, but the trailers just weren't great for this one, um, in my opinion. The part one probably heard a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, people seeing that in the trailer, and I remember the first time we saw the trailer, we were in an IMAX movie, and I can't remember what it is, but it must have been last year, and it went part one, and someone in the background went part one. <laughs> <laughs> like there was just like a big like, huh? Yeah. When that happened, um, but the mission, the Top Gun thing's crazy because we really they had the trailer out for Top Gun Maverick, the teaser, because they were like, right, this is good, this is a hit. We're throwing it out there. People saw this trailer a year ago. Tom Cruise had like the biggest hit of his career. He's got his beloved Mission Impossible coming back. How could he fail? Well, release date. July 12th. Yeah, that's that's tough. Right after Indiana Jones doesn't do well. And right before Barbenheimer. Which is just sucking all the air out of the room. Yeah, you can put two movies out at the same time, but three is... So Top Gun doesn't open well, presumably because people 
now that I'm just thinking about it, just spent $50 total for their pre-tickets for Barbie and Oppenheimer. Right. And they're like, well, I'm not going to go to a movie now. Um, partially because of all the reasons we said it didn't open very well. The legs were the huge problem, and Tom Cruise, open, not openly, but people have said he has blamed uh, Barbenheimer uh, for uh, screens. Okay. Oppenheimer takes IMAX. They got to do with IMAX. Sure. Barbie takes Dolby. Suddenly, the big ticket items that you go see Mission Impossible, you want to go on IMAX. Was disappointed none of it was shot on IMAX cameras, I have to say. Um, but you, you go to an IMAX, and it's the big experience, and then suddenly those screens are gone. Some people might decide not to go. Um, having said that, looking at the numbers, we feel okay. Yeah, I th- Do we I feel- think we're wrapping it up after after Dead Reckoning 2, do a final one? And I mean, call I think you probably should, because I, I think the one thing that you didn't mention in your list of reasons why Dead Reckoning Part 1 didn't work is, like, when... When your franchise has a big peak breakout with like the second movie, mm-hmm. when you make uh, you know Dead Man's Chest, and it explodes even more, that can suddenly kickstart sure. your franchise. So now, like Pirates has gone from a one-off to like a mm-hmm. a perpetual hit for a while. I feel like when your franchise peaks with the uh, the sixth movie, mm-hmm. that feels more like a finale. Well, it feels like, okay, what's a great example? Because everything you just said is correct about. Um, I mean, I think, think about it's, long-running uh, franchises. Yeah, the the Fast and Furious movies. Exactly. It wasn't number six. It, no, was, it was number seven. Which did act as a finale. Yeah. Brian left, and it was like, we're... And it, yeah. It's a thing where like people have been watching the Mission Impossible movies, have been aware of them. For a long time, it's been a very successful franchise, if not like a huge top tier blockbuster. And then this one happens or not this, but the in fallout happens and it's a perfect storm of things. And everyone goes out and they're like, holy shit, that was great. Yeah. And like it ended decisively and just like we all we all did it. Yeah, we did a big Mission Impossible thing. And now we're going to move on because yeah. Mission Impossible has culminated. The top and, thing and, is crazy. It just does yeah, feel like that would have helped it. I agree. But, but then. It but we just, had another phenomenon right coming right up. That yeah, was, that, was, that was the top that gun. That was just tough breaks. That was the top gun of the summer. I, um, I also think it's a problem, and it's not actually, because nobody agrees with me except, like, you. But the movie just wasn't, like, super good. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was, like, entertaining. It was just, like, as an action movie... Like, outside of this franchise, you're like, hey, that was really cool, you know? And then sure. in the franchise, you're just like, man, I could have, you know, there were parts I really liked and parts where I'm just like, why was this shot like this? Was this just COVID issue? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Google the budget for this. Okay. 560 worldwide. This, of course, was filmed. So they started filming in 2020. Had to finish 2021. All right. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Estimated budget of $291 million. Yeah. Google what Fallout cost. Let's see. Noah's typing the word Fallout. Uh, $178 million. It's a little better. Yeah. I think COVID hurt that. I think the delays hurt that. Like, sure. I get it, but... Yikes! When you're looking at 560 Noah, and like I look at the budget, and it's almost 300. Yikes! I think that a lot. I think part of this needs to be scaled back. 
in a way, and I think we should consider start doing just start doing villains. Phil Zeroffen was a stunt casting for a villain. Uh huh. Let's start doing that here. You know, that, that would be fine. They did with six. It was just the twist, but they did with six. Um, yeah, but uh, I think in the end it should be fine. I think it just really was a victim of spacing, and it needed to. What? I, I was just thinking about how instead of casting like a big name as a villain, this movie just didn't have one. And well, the entity was, was the villain. Yeah, it's a computer that it's doesn't speak. It was the entity. <laughs> Not, it's not even like an AI that is. They're bringing Gabriel back. Is... They cast him. Why? You know, they originally wanted uh, Sarsgaard for that little one. Uh, Bill. Yeah. Okay. Sure, that would have been cool. It played a little young for me, but yeah, like somebody. No offense to that man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to that man. All right, Transformers: Revenge, Rise of the Beast. Talked about this a little bit. It does end up clearing 150, almost getting 157. Uh, worldwide, we're looking at 438. So more Bumblebee numbers. I think Bumblebee didn't get to 150, but that's around what Bumblebee got worldwide. Um, it's really funny because they're both Hasbro, and without giving away the ending in this movie, this gross in it matches the f- domestic gross of G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, which came out in 2009, uh-huh. made 150 back then. That was a Steven Summers joint. Um... And that feels like the right place to me. When that came out, I was like, oh, that's a big number for G.I. Joe, you know, which which didn't have anybody in it. Channing Tatum wasn't a thing. But is that enough to get the sequel? And they did try a sequel. That didn't work, you know, but they did try a sequel. And I feel the same way here. I'm like, that seems like for like a Transformers movie, not starring anybody, not a Michael Bay. That's fine. Uh, I do think as if you're Paramount, you do move forward. And do the thing that you're teasing at the end of uh, this Transformers movie. Sure. So I would say just like a moderate. That could have been a lot worse is what I'm going to say about Transformers Rise of the Beast. Yeah. And like, it was okay. It was fine. No, I didn't like that much. There's still an appetite there for Transformers in some capacity. Yeah. That's what this shows. Yeah. Start. Just make it with Rise of the Beasts and Bumblebee numbers like in mind. Yeah. Re reformat yourselves. You're not making the Michael Bay movies anymore. Those are dead. They're but dead. you have a franchise that can make over a hundred million dollars. Yeah. So just like find a way to do it simple, which is probably harder when your main characters are big gaudy robots. But like I just yeah, do do the do it with this in mind, and you'll be fine. Next on the list is Elemental, Pixar's most recent offering, which made 153, 478 worldwide. Uh, only open to 29, Pixar's lowest opening since very much the glory days. Um, right. And people were writing it off. They thought, oh, well, there you go. Pixar is completely in the dust here. They released their last three movies, yeah, three movies on Disney Plus, conditioning audiences to expect them. For Disney Plus, it's it's really hurts, especially a children's brand. Yeah. When the people who want to see Pixar movies uh, now were three at the time, and now they can go to a theater, but they've seen all their favorite Pixar movies on Disney Plus. It's tough. But movie had decent reviews. It was decent in general, and um, it legged it out like a champ. Open to 29, it made one... 53 so far and it's probably going to get to 500 worldwide this is like solid old school numbers here for uh 
this is like middle tier kind of Pixar, but it is nice to see Pixar have a win and really can show Disney like, yes, this is where we go. Yeah. You know, it had a no open. Like we're talking about some weekends, 9.3 uh, opening, seven uh, dropping, 17, stuff like that. Really just legging it out like a champ. Very cool to see for Pixar. I still think if Pixar were to just like take five years off. Yeah. From making movies and sort of completely reset it. their place Can't in the market. It. Yeah, I know. It's not a, it's not at all a realistic suggestion, but I think it's a good idea. Fast X made 146, total of 704. Worldwide number saves it here. Also incredibly expensive due to COVID and stuff. Sure. Uh, 145 is incredibly disappointing. It's around what Fast and Furious made in 2009. Um, you can try doing a trilogy. You'll probably... You know, your worldwide will probably be similar on the next go around, and you get the finale bump if you want. But you that Hobbs movie coming out next is uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm so ready for this franchise to be done. We have a lot of history with it. We have a lot of affection for what it once was, but just shoot it. Come on. Uh, the Flash made one hundred eight million dollars, two sixty eight worldwide, in what is to this day one of the absolute biggest bombs in box office history. What's the what? Why don't you look up the budget for the Flash? You got it. Fifty five million a opening weekend. Fifty five million opening weekend. That's similar to Green Lantern. Remember when that was a big bomb? Yeah, it was. It's notorious. That made like one twenty five or one thirty two, which was thirty two or twenty five million dollars more than this movie in two thousand eleven. Let's see. This is going to tell me a production budget of two hundred and uh, add about sixty five. This is about 265. No, I think it's more, but whatever. I, if that, even if that's the case, this is 268. 108 for a, for the movie that they were hyping this to be is true. That is bad. The, honestly, now that I just said that, 55 is the opening weekend. 108 is the, uh, the final, right? Yeah. B-A-T-M-A-N. Space bar. A-N-D. Spacebar, R-O-B-I-N. 1997, Noah. This is just off the dome, baby. Yeah. 1997, you ready for this? Opening weekend, Batman and Robin. 42 total in domestically, 107. That's that, about the same amount as this shit in 97. That was 20 years ago. 25 years ago. So The Flash is an enormous failure yeah and you know you mentioned earlier <coughs> that like the flash wasn't just some dc release that didn't do well it was it's the not it was the savior of DC. it it had all these people coming out and i think just openly lying saying that like this <laughs> this movie's incredible this is one of the greatest like, movies of all time don't don't fucking just like dismiss me when Sorry. i tell you yeah. that this movie is incredible it's pretty good it's pretty good uh this is supposed to save the brand. I, yeah, they all they all said it would. And it's so bad. The amount of money they spent, and the amount of hoops they had to jump through because of the star, to then get this out of it yeah. is one of the craziest stories in. I'm just not kidding. Box off recorded box office history. 
and then they canceled Batgirl because that would save them a little bit of money. A $90 million Batgirl. No one will ever be able to see this. We need that money. Let's spend $200 million marketing the Flash. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's truly terrible. It's crazy. All right, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. That's what the other one was called. This is called uh, The Secret of the Booze. Mutant Mayhem. Um, this just came out. Again, this I think we... Well, let's talk about the writer strike and the actor strike briefly. We, of course, support both of those unions. Studios can go fuck themselves. Yeah. But, Companies um, are bad. It, it is hurting... Uh, the grosses, I think this is a clear example. I think they had four really charismatic kids. They did film a lot of videos for YouTube and social media and shit. But, and I also just think that in general, like late night stuff really doesn't pull numbers like they used to. But the stars couldn't post about it leading up to the movie's release. Right. And I think that's a big issue. Um, and I think that it did hurt this movie. It did open to 28. Uh, it opened on a Wednesday, 28 to Sun, uh, Wednesday to Sunday, 45. Okay. It's at 107 right now and about 152 worldwide. So worldwide, it's really doing nothing here, but it really doesn't need to. I don't think I believe it costs like $80 million or around a hundred, nothing more than that. Um, and great reviews. It's a kick-ass movie and we got over a hundred million. We're going to probably get to like 115, maybe more than 115, right? What did it just make this weekend? It made uh four. So we're probably going to get to 120, and I can't wait for the sequel, which I definitely think they do, they should do. Yeah, I agree. And that that can be that can be the movie that you then that you then promote and get excitement about. And like this movie's not blowing the world up, but like no. made 100 million dollars. Like people are seeing it. There could be a breakout sequel if, sure. if they if they can get like who knows who's even a star? Who cares if they get a really great hook at a good release date? Second one's going to have Shredder. Yeah. Should be Christmas. I'd like to see that animation style in New York with the snow. And That'd stuff. be great. Um, Insidious, The Red Door, Patrick Wilson's directorial debut, uh, made $82 million, 188 on a budget of like 8 or something, or like 15 yeah. Just Blumhouse Special, the shit out of it, became worldwide the highest grossing Insidious movie ever made. And yeah, just this thing had legs like a champ and nobody talked about it. It... Made 33, Noah, and then dropped 60 the next week to make 58. And then it hung on for almost another $30 million. Yeah, 60 is a huge drop. That's the kind of drop you see when something's like, oh, we saw it, but we're done right away. <laughs> and then leveled out for 82. Pretty remarkable. Um, big hit. I know that they probably haven't seen it, but I've seen the other one, so I will. But they, uh, I'm sure that they played it as like the finale because Rose came back and Ty Simpkin came back and stuff. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Made a lot of money. <laughs> All the Insidious movies make a fuckload of money. Insidious, the last key, the fourth one, which had nothing to do with anything except Lynn Sheldon was back, yeah. opened in like January to like 36. Yeah. You start a whole new Insidious franchise now. Movies make money. Movie movie make money. Okay. I lost my list. Hold on. There it is. Uh, Meg the tr- uh, Meg to the Meg the Trench 2. <laughs> um uh, it, it's doing well worldwide, I guess. 376 made 379 domestic so far. Uh, it opened to just like a okay 30 million. Okay. This really felt like it may have had the opportunity to be a breakout sequel if there was just 
something else about it. Like when that the first one came out, and made and made like one forty, made a huge amount of money, one sixty, one forty, something yeah, like that. I remember. And it really felt like this could just be another sequel, but instead we got a Ted two. We got a uh, another the, example. The movie, the second one, making what the first one should have. Yeah, I, you told me like, oh yeah, Jason Statham's and Meg's gonna make eighty. I'd be like, oh, that's good for him. Yeah, like, sure, that's a lot of money, <laughs> you know. And uh, and they had a big star in China in this, and three seventy six is okay. I really don't think we're getting a Meg three unless it's. Entirely focused uh, for China, like Triple X. That's fine with me. Uh, Haunted Mansion has made 64, like truly an okay number for Haunted Mansion that stars Lakeith Stanfield and Rosario Dawson and and directed by Justin Simeon. Um, It opened to 24, which is okay, and it's been dropping hard ever since, but I truly think like 64 is fine. People are like, it didn't come out in October. It's a waste opportunity. It probably is, but also like things like this come out all the time. Yeah. Like how, how much money could haunted mansion yeah. have made? Why don't you Google what that costs? Uh, okay. And yeah, it's really doing nothing overseas. It's at a hundred. So it is a disappointment. Um, it's a shame because I do think like a very scaled down version of haunted mansion could be a nice little thing for Disney, but instead it cost uh, $150 million. That's too much. That's, it's so too much. That I will haunted mansion should cost eighty at most. That I will give you. Like you have to do ghosts and stuff. Sure, sure, right. And you want to get a big star. They got like a nice ensemble, like whatever. But like kids aren't going to be excited for Rosario Dawson, and adults aren't. And like Tiffany Haddish is a good bet for part of an ensemble. Like they had like Jamie Lee Curtis in it and stuff. And yeah, but yeah, it uh, it didn't work, and it costs just. This is like a Ghostbusters issue. Like, no, sir. That's insane. It's an insane amount of money to spend on Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So big bomb. I even think 80 is too much. Um, We, you know, people say that comedy is dead and they were all excited for Barbie to be like, comedy is back in theaters. We've had comedy all over the place. And some of it's no hard feelings making 50, Noah. Uh Uh-huh. 86 worldwide. Open to 15. It legged it out to 50. Perfectly fine for this yeah. day and age. It's also a very cute movie, and it's going to age well. Uh, Talk to me, A24's Buzzy Hit, which is their highest-grossing film of all time now, uh, opened to a whopping $10 million and is going, it is going, I think, to get real close to pass... No, it's not going to pass 50. <laughs> Never mind. But it's going to make over 44 and over 63. And I guess what? The budget wasn't huge. Enormous hit. Enormous yeah. hit. And I- they already announced a sequel. That's very cool. This is this is exactly, you know, they make the horror movies and they don't spend that much money on them. And then they make 50 million dollars and it's like a big deal. Yeah. Just keep doing that with comedies. Keep making no hard feelings and don't spend that much money on it. And pretty soon you might find that we have just a consistent culture of like, oh, a comedy movie's coming out and it'll make 50 million dollars maybe. And then the other one will come out and like, it won't. You've got your, uh, you know, your last voyages of the Demeter, mm-hmm. for instance. Uh, but if you can just be in a place where you put out a bunch of these movies and more often than not, they're worth watching. Yeah. And more often than not, they make back the $10 million at most you spent on them. We're, we're rolling in comedies again. Uh, the other, uh, so... 
Talk to me. Other one, the boogeyman made 43. I had forgotten entirely what that was. I just read the synopsis. synopsis. I still forgot. And then it did click into me. That little light rolls under the bed. That's what I, yes, that's what I caught me. It made 12 million its opening weekend. People thought this would really kind of pop in early June. It didn't. Ended up making 43 for a budget of 67. And guess what? I believe it was supposed to go straight to Hulu. So, way to go, guys. That is yeah. what you should be doing, is putting Sorry. those movies in theaters. What did you say the budget was? I didn't see. I didn't see what the budget was. Okay, I thought I thought you had said forty three for a budget of sixty seven. No, sorry. The uh, sorry, sixty seven worldwide. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like what? What drugs did they do before greenlighting a sixty seven hey, million? I'm not doing. Band? I didn't do any drugs. Cost thirty five. Let me see if I. If That's I'm... still a lot. Yeah, originally planned to be released on Hulu. Like, that's what you should be doing. And guess what? I bet they do not regret that decision at all. Yeah. Might not have made an enormous amount of money. It almost tripled its budget, though, so it probably was close. And it's going to have major value on Hulu because of it. Um, uh, you know, Strays didn't do well. The Blackening didn't do well, unfortunately. Uh, Asteroid City did okay. Uh, Book Club didn't do anything. But we this was just, like, you know... Joyride made twelve. Honestly, they opened that wide. They, look, look how many theaters they opened Joyride in. Okay, which I think was a mistake. Uh, they opened it in twenty eight hundred theaters. It's a lot. It's a lot. I think that was a mistake. I'm I'm glad that it had that much opportunity for people to go see it. I saw it in a packed theater, and it was great. Yeah, a lot of fun to do that. Um, Past Lives made ten. That's pretty good. It was a really good summer. Theater Camp, You Hurt My Feelings, uh, Past Lives, Joyride. It was a really good summer. There were indies that were available. There were horror movies that were available. There were sex in movies. This whole idea of there's no sex in movies anymore. People obviously didn't see Joyride, which has one of the funniest sex scenes I've ever seen. Uh, No Hard Feelings is entirely about that. Um, And... uh, it wasn't dominated with like superheroes or with sequels. Barbie, Oppenheimer, Little Mermaid, Sound of Freedom, Elemental. <laughs> I'm not mentioning that. Not sequels. Not, not sequels. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Not intended to be sequelized. Just movies that were going to make their money as one-offs. Yeah. And there we have it. And we might get a sequel out of Barbie uh, because of it. Um, if we don't get a sequel out of Barbie, I'll eat my hat. They didn't. They didn't sign up for more than one movie. So, because which I would think Warner Brothers really kick themselves now, because that means negotiating. Yeah, <laughs> and they are going to be paying through the nose. Um, it was a really good summer for movies in general. I think there was a lot of options for people to see, and a lot of really fun. What did you think of the movies and just the overall? What are some quick takeaways for you? Yeah, I mean, in in addition to all the stuff we talked about, where like the top level like summer tentpole movies mm-hmm. were exciting and did really well. Uh, you know, I think, I think just also a lot of the movies that came out this summer were really good. Yeah. Uh, just independent of their box office success, but like Barbie's really good. Oppenheimer's really good. Uh, I, uh, I really did enjoy asteroid city quite a bit. Yeah. I, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think probably a little a little more than you did, but yes. yeah, yeah. Like still it's I'm a three star asteroid city. Okay. I uh, Past Lives. Past uh, Lives one of, one of the best Ninja of the year. Turtles, Talk to Me. Yeah, just a Even the Blackening was fun. There were like there were there were comedies. That's another thing. 
comedies to see, man. And not just like fucking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is funny. Yeah. Right? You hurt but my feelings. Theater camp. Joyride. Theater camp. We haven't seen Bottoms yet, but that counts. Um, uh, uh, Barbie, No Hard Feelings, The Blackening, like comedies, strays, like comedy options were here. And that is awesome. As well as it's just, it was a really nice mixture of things this summer. And we had one of the all-time box office stories with Barbenheimer. It's yeah. one of the all-time things that will ever have happened, honestly, in modern cinema history. That whole thing, not even just box office, cinema history, Barbenheimer is a f- staple. It is a highlighted section. It's its own chapter in history books. We actually came cinema. back for this episode just to retire because we can't top it. Uh, no, that's not true. But it is, it is going to be a while before we see something on that level again. It's in the movie history books. Yeah. It's very cool. It was a good um, summer. It was we, a good we summer. We definitely could have done worse. All right. Uh, what else do we do on this podcast? Uh, well, after we finish our main segment, we move on to playing everyone's favorite game. Did, Did it, it make more or less than? Uh, this is going to be the final edition. Of Should Did I it buy make an more eighty-seven dollar vinyl record? No, I don't think so. I. Uh, it says there's only one left. <laughs> I can't imagine why it's not selling. I. Normally, I say that we all know how to play, but it has been a minute. So uh, I'll recap it for you. I named three movies, and you list them in order. Which ones made more and which ones made less at the box office? For a bonus point, you can tell me the year in question. They'll all come from the same year. One of the movies' opening weekend totals within $3 million. And one of the movies' final grosses within $3 million. And I'll tell you, I'm actually going to bump that back to our original window of five per. Okay. Because each? I uh, or just the final? No, each. Yeah, the open opening and final, okay. both within five. Because right. I I may have lost uh, lost sight of the calibration. Or not. Maybe you'll get six points on this. Who knows? Uh are you ready to play? Yes. Your three movies are forty seven meters down. Yeah. American Assassin and The Dark Tower. Oh, the Dark Tower. I think you're just um, looking up the totals of those three no, movies. <laughs> I'm texting you a question. Okay, so as soon as I as soon I as I say, list the movies, yeah, I did pull out. I did pull out my phone and start typing. That's true. Um, I would say, two th- uh, Dark Towers throwing me. What was the first one was what? Forty seven uh, meters. Uh, Forty seven meters. American I Assassin. Chose Dark Tower. Uh, that is correct. Based on the first two, I was could have sworn it was 2018, and then I was just thinking of Dark Tower, and I was like, "There's no way that was 18." Uh, no, all um, right, which ones made more? Um, so yeah, I've got to get uh, yeah. Dark Tower. You just want the order, right? So Dark Tower. Yeah, give me give me most to least. Dark Tower, 47 meters. Assassin. That is correct. Okay. Uh, Dark Tower open. No. We did 47 meters recently. On one of the charts. Pretty sure. Because okay. said there was a sequel. I know, I know we, were, we were talking about it in, oh, in, in life? real life recently. No. Uh, 47 meters down open to 13. 
Okay. Could have left that at three. Open to 11. Okay. So and you're one point away. Dark Tower's total it. was 56. Dark Tower only made 50. 50.7. All right. But still, a five-point effort. Uh, we've been playing that game for a while, and I just wanted to make sure it got its flowers Thank before you. we move on to the next one. The next game? The next game. Are you going to yes. have a new game next week? Yeah, there'll be a new game next week. Wow. Exciting. All right, well done. And now come and gone from a theater near you. Brian, are you ready to go back in time? Yep. Uh, interesting weekend, I think, in 2009. Uh, this is the week 35. It's the last week of August, uh, the 28th through the 30th. Hmm. Uh, looking for two movies here. Huh. This is not Labor Day weekend? This is not Labor Day weekend. I think I'll just get a hint right off the bat for 2009. All right. Uh, we're looking for a couple of horror sequels. Uh-huh. Which is the thing that I find so interesting. That two horror sequels came seems, out the same day. Seems like those movies are really competing for the same demographic. Is one of them like Shark Knight 3D or something? No. Piranha 3D. They are both. Uh, they are both part of long running. Uh, yeah, I, I think major franchises. I feel like you make you make enough movies, you get to be a major franchise. One of them is certainly a major. Well, it's horror not Friday franchise. the Thirteenth. No, it came out in January that year. There's no Nightmare on Elm Street. There's no Scream. There's no Saw. There are none of those things. Texas Chainsaw, one of those? No. No Halloween. Oh, Halloween. No. Halloween. Halloween uh, uh, 2. It is Halloween 2. Halloween that was Labor Day. Are you sure it's not Labor is, Day? This doesn't say anything about Labor Day. Let me... Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just going to look up Labor Day 2009, you said, right? Yes. Okay, hold on. Labor Day 2009. That's what we're going to look up right now. Monday, September 7th. So you're right. That's weird because the first Halloween broke the Labor Day opening weekend record. Okay. So I would have assumed they released <laughs> the other one on Labor Day. All right, Halloween 2 uh, made... Was that number one? This was number three. Okay. Uh, 12 16 Okay Fine So close But Probably a tear break In between those guesses And then your number one Also A horror sequel uh, Interesting A Franchise that is more Of it's time Not 2009 time Not a uh, Not a timeless thing But This is a, a Later entry in it For sure there were many entries, uh, and I will look up. There were up. many entries in the 2000s of this horror franchise. Yes. Uh, Scary th- movie? No. Oh. Uh, more more straight horror. Uh, let's see. I'm, lo- I'm looking up the specifics. Uh, yeah. You look at which one this was in the franchise? Yeah, wh- which one and like how... How long it ran. Oh, Resident Evil. No. What? Underworld? I was so sure Resident Evil was right. Uh, Underworld? No. no. This is the fourth of five. 
Uh, there's apparently wow. currently a sixth in pre-production. Um, wow. Who the hell knows? Uh, almost entirely contained to the 2000s. Wow. The final movie did come out in 2011. Wow. 2011? Yes. Oh. Final Destination. Yes. Yeah. Which one? Was this one the Final Destination? It is. Yeah, because the one after this is Final Destination 5. This one people say is the best one. Do they? I think so. What's the uh, huh. What's the hook here? What do they do? What is the hook at that uh, one? Is it the, it's not the racetrack. Oh, this is the auto race. We oh. watched this. Oh. Then we watched the last one. Sorry. People think this was the worst one. <laughs> I would I would think. That must have been why we watched it, right? Yeah. So I guess they think fifth is the best one? Uh let's see. Hmm. Maybe. I don't have that uh, I don't have those kind of stats I'll here. Find it, I'll find it. Where are uh, you? Wikipedia? Yeah, I'm on Wiki. Is there not like a critic one for the franchise? Like a tab? All right, let's see. Trust me, I, I did all this I did this research. There must be one. All right, critical response. Uh, all right, yeah, the final destination 63. is the lowest, uh, the lowest graded, and the fifth one is the highest. We didn't watch the fifth one. That's really interesting. No, I wonder why. Because anyway. the other ones are it's the bridge. Okay, bridge. I have no, I have no, no concept of the bridge. That's where the accident happened. No, I know, but I'm like, you oh. say the plane, you say the highway, you say the roller coaster, you say the racetrack. Like, I I know all of those things. Even before watching the final nation, I knew of sure. the racetrack. I, I have no idea about the bridge. Uh, this opened to 23. 27.4. What is this, 2009? Yes. They must have done 3D for this one, too. Uh, no, maybe not. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, those have always been moneymakers, and they have been talking about doing another one. It's also, uh, this weekend also saw the release of a movie called Taking Woodstock. We saw yeah. that. Dewey yeah. Martin's in that. Yeah. yeah. Ang I, Lee. Yeah, Ang Lee's Taking Woodstock. Yeah. I thought this movie was going to be outstanding. Sure did I. Uh, and I it was think boring. it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was very excited for it. Yeah, that was a... Uh, Noah, why, why put both of those movies out? What are they doing? I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> Noah, go to Noah Domus. I'm already there. Do we have anything to report here? Yeah. Uh, I, had <laughs> I had made predictions for Indiana Jones, uh, Meg 2, Blue Beetle, yeah. and unfortunately, Barbie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All so, right. I got him. Which one are we doing first? All right. Let's start with Indiana Jones. Okay. Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. It opened to... So you, do you think you did the four-day or do you think you did the three-day? I I think I probably just did the... We'll pick whichever one's closest. Yeah. 63-day, 84. Yeah, I, I undersold it on both. I said 40. Okay. Uh, so that was a miss. What's next? Though I did predict that it would not do well. Sure. Uh, Blue Beetle comes next. Blue Beetle. Recent. This open. Oh, it's going to be further down. I made this prediction recent. in April of this year. Thank you. Yes, do that as well. Uh, Indiana Jones was December of last year. $25 million for Blue Beetle opening weekend. Uh, I said it would open to 28. We'll take it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely taking that. We'll take it. Well done. Uh, that's exciting. Say Barbie uh, for last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we'll do the Meg 2. Meg to the trench. Uh, op- when, when 
when did you make this prediction? I made that prediction in May of this year. It opened to 30, and you said on Ooh, May of wow. this year it would open to? 48. 48. That's close to what the first one did. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. yeah. Higher than the first one did. I, I bet when you said that, I was like, oh. Yeah, probably. It was one of those. <laughs> Bigger like, than the first one. <laughs> I had something in mind, and it didn't work. And then Barbie, which, again, no one could have predicted what Barbie, Barbie would do, though course, someone could have predicted. 162. Yeah. This uh, prediction was also made in April. Biggest of last movie year. of Warner Brothers history in Warner Brothers history, which is crazy because it only opened to thirty-eight million dollars. <laughs> I would love to go back and listen to that. We should listen to that, sure, just to see no. if I was like, I don't know, or if I was like, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> tell me the uh, tell me the actual number again. One sixty-two. One sixty-two. Maybe the biggest split you've ever had. Uh, yeah, that that could be. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Just doing, doing some quick. You do some math. Going. I'm going to pick a movie to recommend. Please do. Uh, I am going to say, please go and see. Uh, you've all seen Barbie already, so I will say, and I haven't seen a re- new recent movie in a while. So I'm going to say, if you can find Past Lives. That's still my favorite movie of the year. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is great, and so is Theater Camp. If you can find those three movies, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. I have not missed by over... A hundred? Yeah, I know. I've missed by over a hundred, but I have not <laughs> missed by a hundred and twenty. What did you miss by over a hundred? Uh, I think my prediction for the rise of skywalker oh was off by 100 i said 285 for that it yeah. hit 177 yeah but that's just barely 110 this was a 120 some difference sure. uh so yeah i think my biggest split ever recommend a movie uh all right Could be well, a couple I, it's been a yeah while. i was gonna say i noticed that you recommended lots of movies well they could some of them could you know i know teenagers i would prefer you see past lives or theater camp in theaters if those are not playing near you teenage Mutant Ninja turtles is dope as shit sure all right, then I will go ahead and give the uh, preemptive recommendation for Bottoms, okay? which we have not yet seen, but recently uh, expanded its theaters. Yep. Uh, still only in about 700. I think but it's going to expand more next yeah, week. Yeah, you got to figure that'll go up. It did decently. Let's actually, let me just, it did, what did it yeah, do? Yeah, I've got, it made $3 million this weekend, uh, 4.2 per theater. Yeah, incredible. The, those, are, those are regular it's movie It's doing numbers. well. I hope that if it expands again, it makes around three again. It's going to be near six. Could be a little thing. Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be really good. Yeah. All right. Plug us up. Okay. You can find us at. You can do it. Yeah. All right. You can find us at what's Take in the box office dot com. We are Just also on like x.com at like wit box office. That is also our Instagram like handle. Bike, I, I am on x.com. It's called muscle memory because your muscles can go away he, after a while. He is Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. That is also his letterbox handle. Like Did you recently change your letterbox handle? What no. was what was the verdict on that? It stayed the same? Yeah, I changed like, Brian the DeServer? username or like the nickname or something. Okay. I don't know. I... Synagogue? <laughs> <laughs> and of That's course, I changed it to Cine, C-I-N-E, right, for cinema. God, G-A-W-D, but it sounds like... Synagogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like s- synagogue, like the a temple. It, synagogue? It, wor- it works on so many levels. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on... Stitcher still exists, or did that go away? It's like it, it went away. 
right. Hold on. I knew. I know it's Hold going on. away, but like it went away last, like May thirty first, and I've ca- I c- it kept playing. Uh huh. The last. Uh, I because I kept it open. I think. Okay. So let me see. Episode is loading. Yeah, you're still getting audio out of there. It still works. <laughs> I can uh, never close the app, though. So we're on Apple Podcasts. We're yeah. on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're also on... Um, what uh, app do you use Overcast. Now? Okay, there you go. Yeah, we're on Overcast. Pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. No big deal. You may have thought we were canceled. We were not just taking a break, but we're back, and we're, we're better back. than ever. Better than ever. we got some special series coming up for you for Halloween. Very excited All that for kind that. of stuff. Um, We're rewatching the entire Halloween franchise. Yeah, but backwards. <laughs> and not ends all the way to Halloween, but just we put the movies on backwards. Rewind, yeah. And then we're going to just reuse our audio from last year, but, but I'm going to flip it. Backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll get us canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll get us canceled. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't mean like removed from the airwaves. I mean, no, I know that our, mean. our public profiles will be shamed. Yeah, we'll be. <laughs> Just out of spite. How dare they? They didn't say anything no. offensive, but why would they do this? Um, yeah, we got a special series coming up. We're back in full swing of things. Just because the summer of Barbenheimer's over does not mean that box office stories are through. Is The Nun 2 going to be a, a huge hit for the Conjuring universe? The first one made $50 million opening weekend. Huge. Uh, is Saw back? Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour could open over $100 million. Is that, that is, true? That is not. Noah, it $32 million pre-sales so far. Bigger on AMC. It's the second biggest or the biggest pre-sale on AMC's app. Uh-huh. Uh, or just AMC theaters. Bigger or second biggest to Avengers Endgame. Okay? It's two hours and 45 minutes long, so there's less screenings. But... Uh, this is going to be a beast and the biggest uh, concert film in history that there will ever be ever. Let me let me tell you something. I completely believe it uh, because, and I, I can only I can only speak from personal experience. Uh, I've never seen a Taylor Swift concert. I I'm curious about them because I'm people gagged. say Chinese <laughs> vernacular of Taylor Swift, young Taylor Swift fans. They say that they're, they're these huge events. That... But she eats no crumbs. <laughs> I She mama. <laughs> what the hell is that? Which one? She mama? Yeah, mother. Okay. okay. It's, it's big to call powerful women mother. Okay, good. Uh... Mother, ain't no crumbs. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I... I have no reason to go to a Taylor Swift concert because they're a hundred million dollars. <laughs> no business being there. Yeah, it's just like I'm just gonna show up and be like, "Hey, what's going With all on your over here?" Friendship bracelets. I. That's a thing is they pass out. Okay. Bring a bunch of friendship bracelets to give them to other people at the concert. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. People do that at Mountain Goat shows with stickers. They like make stickers. I think that's <laughs> the perfect. <laughs> Example of the difference of those two. <laughs> it's of why friendship I... <laughs> bracelets. They go around your wrist. They look real cute. You pass them off. Do you want one? I do. I do. Thank you so much. Mountain goats. Are just, I made a sticker. Yeah. A, it has a mountain goat on it. <laughs> it's a perfect example of why I don't belong at the Taylor Swift. You show. can put it on your reusable water bottle that you take camping. <laughs> Uh, no disrespect to Mountain Goat fans. You seem like <laughs> lovely people. I've been to one of your shows. A little bit of disrespect. No, they're like, fine. No, they're like fine. it's it's fine. Like it's just, just really funny that it went from 
Taylor Swift's the biggest artist of all time. Sure. Her fans make friendship bracelets and pass them out to each other. And you followed up with, yeah, Mountain Goat's fans make stickers. I'm just trying to relate. I think that's great. The point is, I'm interested and I want to see the Eras movie. Do you know what Kanye fans make when they go to their concerts? <laughs> Do you know what Kanye fans make? Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Bad decisions. <laughs> I... I'm just going to leave that right there. Uh, yeah, I want to see it. And so I believe that... You want to see the show? Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. We got to get tickets. <laughs> that's fine. We can't use our rewards. Yeah, that's They're dumb. $19. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I believe go. that there are yeah. others like me being like, oh, I'm not Taylor going, Swift like, I'm not going opening weekend. Yeah, that's fine. Well, no, we won't be able to hear it. <laughs> sure. We'll just be crying and... Yeah, everyone in the theater will be singing along. Yeah, I truly think it's going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. And... Um, she is maybe the biggest musical artist since the Beatles. Like, I just don't know of another artist who could truly could do this. Like, it wasn't like with Beyonce's Homecoming on Apple TV, which was truly phenomenal. Absolutely no disrespect to that because uh, it was an incredible experience. Uh, it wasn't like Apple, you know, the App Store crashed. Right. Or like Apple's, Apple subscriptions went up a thousand percent. I think that if this movie opens to over a hundred and does what I think it's going to do, she's undisputably the biggest musical artist since like, I don't know, Michael Jackson. Like it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. When things happen. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So yeah, a lot of things to talk about. Catch us talking about it. Uh, we'll see you next week. This has been what's in the box office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. Uh, and until then go see a movie.